Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Gio and Jones on a Monday morning. Coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices. Every day. That's Who was that hitting Brian weekend? Jones. Andrew Bogushin for Gio. Mikey B, PDB, and something on Brian's desk. Nasty my follow. What do they have at O'Reilly Auto Parts to disinfect a work console? What kind of people they hire around here, man? I, I, heathens. Some damn toddlers? Mentally, yeah. Emotionally, yes. This is gross. I'm used to it in the baños here now because <laughs> these dudes that work here are just nasty. But on the desktop, come on. Other people have to work in here. Other people have to use the restroom, too, but they don't seem to care about that. That message is never going to get across. And obviously, the message to leave a clean workspace after you're done working, that message doesn't come across either. No, I mean, first of all, they, they didn't clear the space. There were random monitors and keyboards in your way. And then when you move those, there's, I don't know what, brownie residue, uh, pudding, poop. chocolate ice cream. It could have been that. I don't It was in the poop color family. So what a nasty place. It, I mean, it really, really is. And of all places to put things like that, for the man who can't hear the word fart, you shouldn't put Shh. things like that in front of Brian. I'm going straight to HR, man. I so, wouldn't so do she that. What time she get here? <laughs> Nine, <laughs> ten, uh, tomorrow. She gets here when she gets here. <laughs> I like her her hours. Yeah. <laughs> now, when she's here, she's here longer than three hours, like some other people. But oh, really? But well, when that she's just you know, sucks. she gets here when she gets here. I'm gonna have to talk to her. So here we are after another uh, relatively crazy weekend in sports, NFL Hall of Fame enshrinement over the weekend. Big time parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parties that I would never be invited to. How are you, Bogus? I'm doing well. How are you today? I am well. I, you you were sharing a story with us uh, prior to coming on about you, you thought Friday or Saturday was Friday <laughs> yeah. or work day or something. Oh, what and... a bad scene. Saturday morning, something woke me up. Actually, it was pouring rain on Long Island mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday. So I think that's what woke me up. I look over. I see my clock that says 3.53. Oh. And I go, oh, my God. God, I'm late for work. And I had just been Thursday and Friday, as you guys alluded to on the air, I was working a kind of a, a pseudo double shift, had to be here even earlier than normal. So in that mindset, 3.53 was really late. That's normally when I'm almost at the train station to come in. So I'm, I got four full steps out of bed in my mind going, who do I call first? What do I do? How, how do I handle this? And then finally... Oh, it's Saturday. <laughs> that happens from time to time. First, yeah. That's the first time for me. Okay. Yeah. As we've discussed, as we were discussing the back, we now me and Mike and Pete and Greg, all of us who um, nap as often as possible because of these early morning hours, sometimes you wake up from a nap, especially in the fall and winter when it's dark earlier, and you have no idea what's going right. on, what right. day it is, what time it is, is it time for dinner, where should I be? That's a, a really confusing thought, but I had never been in the, oh, my God, it's, set, it's what am I doing still here? 
let me get in the shower and then barely survive. <laughs> and, but, I, but I got back to sleep pretty quickly. Good um, for you. Yeah, so we dodged I, that bullet and then uh, went about our weekend. I had a first as well this weekend. Oh, congrats. Yeah. You're finally a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we knew it was see. coming. No, no, that's never going to happen. <laughs> I have never grown up, and apparently whoever was working here last, they're not going to grow up either. Uh, no, I went to a vegan restaurant. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I was uh, girl? asked to try it. Okay. That's what the missus said. Let's try this vegan restaurant. She had gone to a birthday party there Friday, so I went to a vegan restaurant. It was all right. I felt like I was eating air, but <laughs> uh, it, it was it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, just Okay. It was good. What'd you have at this restaurant? All right, I admit it was good. Yeah, there you go. I had a... Well, we went for brunch yesterday down in Florida. A vegan brunch. Dobster. Big shout out to Dobster in, mm-hmm. in West Palm Beach. And I uh, had some type of breakfast burrito and tofu and eggs and some other stuff. Hell, I don't know. And then their bacon cheeseburger, which really isn't a bacon cheeseburger. Eh, tastes all right. Good salad. Oh, lad, I still wanted a steak afterwards, but anyway. <laughs> my first vegan restaurant. Yeah. I'm feeling healthy this morning. But you feel like you're not eating anything when you're a carnivore like I am. So my my dad, for his entire life, loves to get soup from the Chinese restaurant, right, that has tofu floating in it. Yep. Didn't know it was tofu until, like, a year ago. My wife was like, you know, that's tofu, and now he won't eat it. He's like, you liked it forever. Right. It did nothing to you. Yeah. You survived the dozens of previous eatings of this, and now you know it's tofu, and you won't eat it. Wow. Yeah, my dad's That's a strange. weird dude. Like, my mom one time bought, uh, they, you know, orange juice has, like, extra vitamins in it, yeah. and he swore he could taste the medicine. <laughs> and he's like, go back to my regular orange juice. Now we know what happened to you. He's, no, I, listen, <laughs> you should meet my brother. My brother is <laughs> Far more messed up by my dad and my mom and life than I am. <laughs> I've somehow survived. The Borgishes. The Borgishes. Uh, so away we go on this Monday morning. Greg's out all week, by the way. So it's uh, it's Bye, me G. and BJ for this entire week. Greg's uh, gallivanting around Long Island, and I think at some point has a uh, bachelor a party. Bachelor party. One yeah. of his former Pittsburgh friends, and they're going to Pittsburgh. They're going to see a baseball game somewhere, right? Where Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. You mean Toronto, right? Nothing so. like going to a baseball game during your bachelor party weekend, right? I went to a baseball game for my bachelor Did you? party, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Wouldn't also be... went to one for Pete's, so we're one for two on the oh, baseball right. bachelor party. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. All right. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You know how to get us that way. Hit us up on Twitter, at Gio and Jones. Uh, we've sent out the picture of whatever was on Brian's desk to start Ugh, the morning. That was gross. I don't uh, want to see it anymore. It was also 74 degrees here when we walked in. Um, well, so we've tried to cool things down and disinfect, and we're men, and we're strong, and we're adults. <laughs> we're going to push through all yes, these things we have to, right? fighting against us to discuss yes. Jay Cutler never actually working for Fox. <laughs> Uh, it was a rumor. It was out there. He got. He didn't want to get suspended like it, everyone yeah, else. Right? It gained steam and steam. And before he could be sexually harassed by an old <laughs> rich white man, Jay Cutler is now the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Still no official uh, season ending diagnosis for Ryan Tannehill, but uh, all things considered, Ryan's not going to play this year. So in comes Jay Cutler. I think to the rescue. I, I think that they actually. Are better. I'm going to be on that line. I think that they're better this year with Cutler 
over Matt Moore in particular, obviously, but I think even with Tannehill, but still not good enough to get anywhere near New England Why in the NFC East. everyone's hating on Matt Moore? Last time out in the playoffs versus the Steelers, am I correct? I want to check this, Mikey, because I've been known to lie on this program. But Matt Moore... <laughs> or just not know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just be <laughs> oblivious to the facts. How about that? Uh, Matt Moore played pretty damn well versus the Steelers. I think he hit 75, 80% of his passes in that playoff game. Almost threw for 300 yards. Uh, one touchdown, one interception. But everyone's acting like Matt Moore is, is some heel. Uh, he's been in the league a long time. And he played in this offense a season ago. So he knows the damn offense, played pretty well, just didn't have enough uh, holistically holistically as a team to knock off the Steelers. But everyone acts like he's the scourge of the earth. No, the guy can play. And, yes, Jay Cutler knows this offense, played for, for Gase there in, in Chicago, probably played his best there in Chicago under Gase. Uh, didn't play so well last year. I don't think he played a game after the middle of November, had that shoulder uh, issue. And, and now he signs with the Dolphins, and it, it, it's clear that they wanted someone who was familiar with the offense. And I understand they even considered Tim Tebow. Yeah. Uh, and they, they there are rumors that they discussed Colin Kaepernick, but the fact that Cutler has played in this offense, even though he's not the player that Kaepernick is, he wins over because the familiarity with Gay. So they have it out. Now, in the whole Kaepernick saga. Well, we'll get to that in a second, because they did, and then maybe they didn't. But let's just stick with Matt Moore for a second. I, I get all your points on Matt Moore. It's why I think Matt Moore's a very good backup for a guy to come in and play for a couple of weeks before your number one comes back. I think if you played Matt Moore over 16 games, Matt Moore would get exposed. So I think that's why you have to go outside the organization and bring in a guy like Jake Cutler. Now, the other names that have been mentioned... After Kaepernick, there was Christian Ponder, there was Tebow, there was Kyle Orton, apparently all people who know Adam Gase, basically, which obviously makes sense. All those other guys, to me, would have been backups to Matt Moore. But they started with Cutler because they knew they needed to be better than Matt Moore, and they got Cutler in there for $10 million plus up to, I guess, $3 million incentives, although we don't know exactly what triggers that $3 million. So I, I, I... mostly agree with you on the assessment of Moore, but I would have been nervous about him having to play a full 16 games, seeing certain teams a second time around. I think he would have gotten exposed. But there are people, more than one person I saw in Miami, columnists, guys on the radio, who thought the Dolphins should have went with him. And some even made it seem like they should have just punted on 2017, not wasted the cap space to bring in Cutler, extended Jarvis Landry, and then just kind of reset for 2018. And I cannot agree with that sentiment. You can't just now go, oh, well, this season's over because Tannehill's out. You had to go and try and be better here because you're not catching New England. Uh, but I think you can be good enough still with that defense and Ajayi and J- running the football uh, and Cutler being okay. I think you can absolutely win a wild card spot if you're well, the Dolphins. This team is, 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 is close. They get to the playoffs a season ago. They're playing much better. They got uh, elite wide receivers. Ajayi, if he could stay healthy, we, we've seen what he could do. And matter of fact, played pretty well in that first ball game versus the Steelers in the regular season. I think he ran for over 200 yards versus them. So uh, they're close. So why give up on a season just because you lose Ryan Tannehill? You can get someone in there and, and not just be a play setter. He's going to have to make plays because what people will do now uh, and, 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 and not just figuring out Matt Moore, whoever's the quarterback, they're going to stack the box, stop your running game, and put all the burden 
on whoever the quarterback is. They probably would have done that anyway with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill did give you a little bit more athleticism at that position. Uh, so uh, you don't want someone who can just come in and, and what that manage the game. You want someone who can make some damn plays. And this team is, is getting close. Uh, you, you get the taste of the playoffs a season ago. You don't want to just say, okay, our season's done just because we lose our quarterback. No. Uh, you got a... a 52 other guys in this locker room who, who want to get back to the playoffs. So we're not giving up on, on, on trying to get back or trying to return. Uh, so uh, that, that would, that, that mindset, uh, that won't go around here. And, and it shouldn't go around there. They're close. How about this for synergy and serendipity? Guess who's on the show today? Who? Uh, Charles Davis. Oh, NFL CD. on Fox. Who, college who, who, football who? analyst as well. My man. He's not doing the college football anymore. He's just doing the NFL, isn't he? He talks college football, but right. he's, he's just doing the NFL. He said college football analyst, NFL on Fox. He's not a college football analyst anymore. NFL Network. Damn it. He's analyzing college football. Is he not? <laughs> NFL. Are, are, are you a college football analyst? Sometimes. Yeah. Not yet. Whatever he is, he's Charles Davis, and he is Jake Cutler's former TV partner, and he will join us to kick <laughs> off What? How many reps number they got? three. Well, not to spoil my 150 CBS Sportsman at 150 Eastern, that is. Uh, but Charles Davis might be the biggest winner in all of this. I think Charles is great. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I think Charles is, a, is, is great on television. And I don't like three people booths. There's too many voices. No matter how good the guys are, there's just not enough space for the play-by-play guy to do his job and then for plays to be broken down. If you're a good three-man booth, and I still like, and I know Breen, Van Gundy, and Jackson, some would prefer either Van Gundy or Jackson, Mm -hmm. that's the exception to the rule to me. So I want to hear Charles, and I like the idea of Jake Cutler on TV as well, but I wondered if either one of them could be at their best when they're both there. So now Cutler's gone, it's just Davis, and I think Charles has a chance to really, really shine now when it's just his show alongside Kevin Burkhardt. So he was already shining, and then they took some of the shine off him when they they made a three-man booth. Yes. And I'm not so sure it would have been a three-man booth for long. You just want to get Cutler's feet wet. Unlike Tony Romo over at CBS, uh, he's going to be immediately in a two-man booth with Jim Nance on the number one team. Right. But with Cutler, get your feet wet. And and you know all the owners will not be on you right out of the gate. I like that that uh, methodology as far as having a three man booth initially, and then eventually once we see what he's got, we can partner him with just a play by play guy. I have no problem with that. And I've grown up seeing these three man booths. I, I remember Monday Night Football. You got Howard Cosell. You got Frank Gifford. You got Don Meredith. So, Who are those guys? Yeah, exactly. Kidding, you guys are you, no, you guys are way too young to remember those days. Cosell, Cosell, yes. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Uh, so no, doesn't really bother me, but you're right. You, you, you've got to. You, 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 it, it's it takes a little while to have some time. I've been a part of a three man booth one time when I when I was sucking at calling games. Uh, me Carter Blackburn and we had Rocket Ishmael in for a game. And this year, uh, my partner said these Rick Neuheisel is going to call some games That's with right. Carter and and. And Aaron Taylor. So they're going to have a three-man booth. That would be interesting to see how that works out. So on top of no Tannehill and in comes Cutler, there is a small Colin Kaepernick angle to all of this because Craig Mish um, reported and really hasn't been followed by anybody else. The rest of the Miami media kind of goes in a different direction here. Uh, But Craig, who works right now for SiriusXM, uh, he reported that the Dolphins never really considered Kaepernick, that 
they were going to go to Christian Ponder next if oh, if wow. there was no Jay Cutler. Now, the Miami outlets have said that Kaepernick was in the mix, never really ranking importance, but that there was Kaepernick, there was Orton, there was Ponder, there was Tebow. Uh, but if Craig's correct, that option two after Cutler was Christian Ponder, a guy who has not played a game since 2014, was on the Niners roster last year. Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't want this to be about Kaepernick, but if that little nugget's true, then it is partially about because I can't argue that strongly for Kaepernick over Cutler, and I think Collins got a bigger upside um, and is a, is maybe better than Jay, but they're in the same neighborhood talent wise and. Cutler knowing Gase is a fine tiebreaker. I can't really fight this. But if the list then goes to Christian Ponder <laughs> slash Tebow slash Orton before Kaepernick, then come on, people. Well, I mean, really, Gase, really now. Gase has a relationship with Tim Tebow from their days with the Broncos. Yeah, and he, he should there. know that Timmy can't yeah, play. Right, exactly. He had that, that great playoff game. He throws for over 300 yards, a couple touchdowns uh, versus the Steelers. Just plays lights out in that ball game, so there's familiarity there. But we know what this is all about. Colin Kaepernick. It was even though Stephen Ross, the owner, made comments that if the team, the head coach, front office thought that Kaepernick could help them win, he had no problem with them signing them. Uh, but there, there was going to be backlash there in the Miami area, and that's why Kaepernick wasn't really considered for Miami. That's the main reason he wasn't considered. Let's not bull dookie around this. Uh, that's what happened here because Jay Cutler is not a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. Any, all those names you just mentioned, Christian Ponder, really? But what has he done in the NFL? Not a damn thing. And so Tebow, that one off in the playoffs, none of those guys are in the same league with Colin Kaepernick. This is all about politics. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. How much, if at all, has this changed your outlook on the Dolphins, bringing in Jay Cutler? A lot of people seem to think that this is actually an upgrade. I saw an anonymous scout say it's very rare that you can upgrade your quarterback position two weeks in a training camp, but that um, there are many who think the Dolphins have done that, losing Tannehill and bringing in Jay Cutler. I'm not there just yet, but I do think that the Dolphins still are a you know, 9-10 win team that can win a wild card spot because Cutler comes in uh, and at the very least kind of breaks even with what Tannehill might have given them. Others think that Jay is going to go out there and throw picks and pout, um, and this is going to end badly. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Jerry Jones throws a party. Jason Taylor robbed Dan Snyder. <laughs> Steph Curry's in South Korea. And Space Jam 2, Hope is Dash. That and much, much more. And Charles Davis all on this Monday morning on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. This is two-time NBA champion Shane Battier, and you're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Doing More is brought to you by the Home Depot, the next generation of home improvement with everything you need to do projects smarter. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Let's take a look at a player who is doing more for his team Aaron Judge doing more for his team, the Yankees. The slugger belted his 35th home run of the season up in the United to Cleveland yesterday, 8-1. to one. Why are you reading so quickly? What's so up what? with that? Usually you take your time. No, this was... You, um, you breathe between each and every word. Why, they, don't, why they, don't teach, they don't teach that in broadcasting No, school. not the one no, I went to. absolutely no. not. Not the Moody Not the one you went to, Andrew Bogus. <laughs> 
No, they're actually very high on being completely uh, subjective and unprofessional. Oh, no, no, no. That doesn't oh, go with okay. yeah, no, Moody College Communication, University of Texas. No, you, no. You, Welcome, we're, by we're God. better than that. You, no. you teach that class? You want to try and uh, finish it off then? Uh, Aaron Judge, uh, Doing More is brought to you by the Home Depot, the the next generation of home improvement with everything you need to do. Project Smarter. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Let's take a look at a player who's doing more for his team. Now, I would disagree with this, but uh, he did hit a home run yesterday. (laughs) You are correct. Aaron Judge is doing more for his team, at least the three-run homer yesterday, 35th of the year. And he went one for four in the Yankees. The other Eight, one, the other times he was up, he struck splitting. out. A four games. So he is striking out so much now. Mm, that's a shame. Wow. But in all seriousness, that home run yesterday was ridiculous. It well, was... he needs to get back to hitting the ball to the opposite field. He's been trying to pull everything, the damn dreaded curse of the home run derby. Yeah, that's what it is. I yeah, that was a... That was never a, ends. That was... Phew. Line Laser. drive, right center field. People in that little porch in Cleveland had to go diving out of the way, <laughs> not get hit by the shrapnel as yeah. it came flying. It was 40 feet off the ground, which is really not a yeah. lot for a home run. It was an absolute BB. That's how quickly it got out. Yeah. He could, he could finish <laughs> He's like, it is high. It's gone. Home run. <laughs> Do you remember playing uh, Baseball Simulator 1000 back in the day on, I believe it was Sega Genesis? Never had no, Sega Genesis. Brad Heller. Um, nope. They had... Um, Good question. Super pallid superpowers for the players, and uh-huh. one of them was like a missile line drive, and that's what the judge home run reminded me. Yes. Not that you yeah. asked me, but I figured I'd chime in. Well. Yeah, you're right. We didn't ask you a damn thing. Okay, you see you later. Right off the bat. We I, got, even, so I got other stuff to do, had, so, you know. I ID'd you, but go ahead. You're on a roll. Yeah, we'll, we'll just sit back. You do yeah. what you want, Brad. Take over, Brad. Yeah, please. Damn, you've taken over the newsroom. Oh, yeah, that's what I did. We can't that's what act I did. our usual manner because you're in there doing updates from some other station. I mean, just run it for all of us. Yeah, all Brian Selfish wants to do, ass. the one thing he has in life is that 15-minute window where he's here before the show starts where Thank he just you. wants to yell and curse, and berate, you, you and have harass to, people, and now you, he can't because you might be on the air. Yeah, you have to warm up. That's all you, my you, fault. It's I my was talking happy, here. Happy Monday to you. You have oh, to warm I'm, up your voice prior to coming on air and talking to the masses. That's what all the great performers and broadcasters do. But yeah. You've ruined that. Thank you. You and, what is it, 1010? It's 880. Oh, WCBS yeah. News Radio 880. Yeah. yeah. Just kick your ass back upstairs. Yeah, this is this has been this has been boiling under the surface. It's about time it upstairs, actually. Well, not around the corner. Down, it doesn't matter uh, where it is, it Brad. Matter. Okay, just well, go. Wow. Well, Thanks. while you're here, okay, you might as well do an update. You know, I did. I did put one together. If you'd like to hear it, I'd be happy to <laughs> give it to read you quickly. All right, <laughs> not I'll just recycle it. Now that I know where to put it. All right, guys, Jay Cutler wasn't ready to call games yet in the broadcast booth, so he'll be back calling signals on the field, reportedly agreeing to a one-year $10 million deal with the Miami Dolphins. Starter Ryan Tannehill could be done for the entire season with a knee injury. Cutler had a career-best quarterback rating in 2015 when Adam Gaze, the Dolphins' head coach, was the Bears' offensive coordinator. The Miami Herald says the Finns also considered Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow. Other NFL news, Falcons corner Jalen Collins suspended 10 games for violating the league's PED policy. It's his second violation. Damn, Jalen. Come, Come on, on, right? What's wrong with you? Four-game suspension for Collins at the beginning of last season. Baseball, the Dodgers continue their incredible run. Fly ball well hit to right center field. Turner has hit one out. 
his 13th home run of the year. And the Dodgers lead it. Five to nothing. Charlie Stoner on the Dodgers Radio Network. Clay Bellinger added his 32nd. Dodgers blank the Mets. Eight nothing in New York. Hyunjin Ryu and two relievers combined in a one hitter. LA is one. Get this 43 out of 50. Just the fourth big league team to do that. And the first since the 1912 New York Giants. Meanwhile, the Red Sox are also red hot. And a swing and a long drive to left. Will it stay fair down the line toward the corner? And it's a home run. Chris Young makes him pay for the intentional walk. A three-run homer, 6-3 Red Sox. What a day for Chris Young. Two homers, a double. And he's knocked in five runs. Stiglione with the call. Red Sox Radio Network. Six straight wins for Boston. 6-3 over the White Sox. Red Sox lead the Yankees by three games in the American League East. Yankees beat the Indians by a home run from Aaron Judge, 8-1 in Cleveland. The Cubs to lead the Brewers by a half game in the NL Central, even though Chicago lost to Washington, 9-4. to The Brewers also lost, though, 2-1 to to the Rays. And a sad note, former Phillies catcher Darren Dalton has died from brain cancer at the age of 55. He made three all-star teams, led the National League in RBIs with 109 in 1992. Dutch Dalton, heck of a player. You know, there are some guys I feel like um, who end up having very big roles in, like, your development as a fan. And 93, 13 years old, uh, started as a Met fan, hating the Cardinals and the Pirates. Then in 93, early 90s, I'm hating the Phillies. Uh, and that Philly team, Dalton, Dykstra, Mickey Morandini, mm. I mean, guys that were just really mm-hmm. easy to dislike when you were being a petty fan and right. they're, like, they're the enemy. But, man, that guy was an absolute warrior. I think yep. he had like nine knee surgeries, played yeah. so long in Philly. Then I forgot, was on the 97 Marlins and then won the World Series. Yeah. He actually had cleanup in Game 7 for them, played a little first base. Um, and then the last thing I had heard was, I, you know, he he announced in 2015 that he was cancer-free. Um, so just to wake up to the email from the Phillies and that this happened was kind of caught me off guard. I didn't know that he had he had gotten sick again. Right, and, and you mentioned that how tough he was. The entire team was tough. And, yeah. And he epitomized that. And, and got just, uh, it was just amazing to see him limp up to the plate. And, right. And he showed up each and every game, though. So this weekend in Canton, dudes got mustard-colored jackets for having really spectacular football careers going into the Hall of Fame. Jerry Jones among them, and as you might expect, um, Jerry did not pass on the chance to have some fun this weekend in Canton. How could you? Uh, Friday night at, a, I believe, a country club that they completely rented out. Yeah. Jerry reportedly spent... Glenmore uh, Country Club. Sixteen million. Sixteen hundred? What were they doing at this place? Sixteen million dollars on a party? That's what I'm talking <laughs> I bet there's a lot of that there, too. Is that possible? It, I need some possible. accounting details on Matt, this. You, you have Justin Timberlake yeah. perform at your, your party. It's going to cost a few coins. Just a, just but a few. How, but sixteen million dollars? Sixteen million, dog. Yeah, you got to feed all those people. You have entertainment. I mean, you got to put on a, a show. <laughs> but again, sixteen million dollars. Yeah. Yes, I I'm I'm remain confused did, did by this. You, did you see the napkins with the juryism? I on did, there? and again, uh, they Except were has a mosquito personalized napkins. Yeah, uh, juryisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll read this to you. A juryism is a noun. Just, just phrase. low as a cricket. Crippled cricket age. Yes, and a circumcision of mosquito. Mm-hmm. 
So it's mosquito, a, man, not a mosquito. It's an excerpt from an interview, press conference, or dialogue with the Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones causes confusion by the audience, friends, and family. Holds a deeper meaning that very few people understand, or no one. Um, those are the napkins <laughs> at the party on Saturday. So I mean, maybe if like the napkins were to lift themselves off the table on their own and then come over and dot the corners of your mouth, like so you don't have to touch the napkin. Maybe I can understand the $16 million price tag, but I'm still so confused. $16 million still seems preposterous to me. No, yeah, if you have billions, that's nothing. It's a drop in a bucket. And you you, you go hard like that. You would do it if you had private jets, private helicopters. You own a a franchise that's the most lucrative in in all the sports. You would spend that type of type of loot on your party oh you're no no no. you're not you're missing my point okay, i, I understand point? that jerry's got 16 mil to burn mm-hmm. and has mm-hmm. no problem spending it i'm having a hard time understanding how this party in ohio ran up a bill of 16 million dollars hmm. even 1.6 million dollars would confuse me but 16 mil you, you, seems uh, impossible uh, unless they were just throwing coke in the air and flying <laughs> dudes in from everywhere no, 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 man. and Listen. god knows what was happening in the back rooms you, you've got you're catering this huge party first of all i'm sure glenmore country was club it? Was I'm Ohio sure, there? i'm sure glenmore country club doesn't come cheap so you got to pay for that you, you got to pay all the personnel that that was serving the patrons. Yeah, you had the entire Cowboys roster was at this party, and then you have all the other dignitaries you invite, and and, and so uh, you got champagne, bubbly's flowing. You know that bubbly can get expensive. We're talking. There's certain bottles a couple hundred thousand dollars a bottle. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, it people can't pay possibly that. Be that good. Yeah, well, people pay that. Ace of Spade. I saw where Ace bottle Ace of Spade was. Two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Stop it. Two hundred seventy-five thousand. I mean, is it made from well, God's tears? How can it be two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars? Ace yeah. of Spades. Yes. Champagne. Ace of Spades. Mm-hmm. How is that a thing? God, there, there are so many things of this world being cool that I know nothing about. Yes. Oh, here's one for just ten thousand dollars for a bottle of champagne. Yeah. For Armand de Brignac. There you Boot. go. Yeah. Now, let's say we got a couple hundred, maybe a thousand bottles of that good stuff. Oh, it starts racking up. Jay-Z owns it now. He owns Ace of Spade? He That's acquired the Armand de Brignac Champagne brand for an undisclosed amount from Sovereign Brands. Mm. Is that right? Damn. Yeah. Go, Jay-Z. It's, it's nickname is Ace of Spades. That's mm. not the technical name because there's a spade on the bottle. Yes. That's why it's called Ace of Spades. Gotcha. But it's Armand de Brignac Champagne. Mm. So that I knew. When you said Ace of Spades, I was confused. But of course I know Armand de Brignac. How could I not? <laughs> 855-212-4227. So just to be clear. Yeah, please do it. If you had that type of discretionary funds, yeah. you would lay out $16 million for your Hall of Fame party. I mean, yes. If I, if, I had the, if I had $160 billion, $16 yeah. million, no problem. And it would, it would just involve a billion. Justin Timberlake. You don't need 100 60 billion, just a billion. You got a billion in the bank. Oof. Boom. Here, but here's my question, too. Why isn't Jerry Jones like doing all of these crazy like marketing deals and getting all this stuff for free? This should have cost like $7. Like you should have come in and everything should have been sponsored. Like here's your Amand de Brignac champagne bar. And everyone would have gotten free advertising. <laughs> come on now. Like that's what, what, what Oprah does. Oprah's got parties and things are sponsored. That's over with. There's no cash. Well, you don't that, have to out Oprah, cash. And I, I'm sure he can, he, he's going to be able to write off a nice little chunk I of guess. it. I guess. Yeah. 
So at this party, apparently, Jason Taylor and Dan Snyder spoke, mm-hmm. which then led Jason Taylor to share this story during his speech on Saturday uh, as he was going into the Hall of Fame. And this was uh, among the highlights Saturday in Camden, Jason Taylor on Dan Snyder. <laughs> He's being honest. Yeah, he actually had three and a half sacks. Right, at one season yeah. with uh, with the hated Redskins. So, uh, so he had three and a half times of Brian Jones. Season. Yeah, well, he had 135, I think, total. <laughs> That's what defensive ends are supposed to do. Uh, and, and so, uh, cool for him to, to acknowledge that. And, and and as you said, he had that conversation with with Mr. Snyder or the the night before at, a, at another big party. So. Uh, Good. Now, Good do, you, do you think he intended to steal the money beforehand, or did he just have a bad season? No, I mean, the guy is, is, was near the end of his, his season, and you know you want to continue playing, you see what you right. have. Oh, at least he had three and a half. A lot of young cats didn't even have that. Who's the guy here? I hate to keep bringing him up for the Jets. Number one pick, Vernon Golston. Oh, yeah. Did he even have one? I think he was a top five pick or something out of Ohio State. One sack, man. You're looking at me like I know. I yeah, asked Pete. I'm just saying. So fan. here's Jason Taylor, and, and he's got a legacy in the league. He's trying to continue to play, and they, they signed him. They offered him a contract, and he had three and a half. And not the same player that age as he was younger, of course. So uh, I wouldn't look at it as stealing. He didn't force Daniel Snyder and the Redskins to well, sign him. That that was the weird thing. And maybe I read things wrong. Maybe it's my fault. But I in more than one place, it, it was made out to be as if, like, Jason Taylor hoodwinked Dan Snyder. No, no, no. I, just, that's, a, that's just an expression. Exactly. Right. He was being funny. Right. That's it. Yeah. All right. Last Golston had none? None. Zero? That worked out well. For the Jets. Gang Or anyone. He had at least one. For anyone, yeah. Because he, what, what was he, top five pick? Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn, mm-hmm. we need we need Bugatti. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I think he's a top five pick too. I uh, mean, he was a ball. He's definitely a top ten pick, top six pick. Okay, he was a six pick in Good that draft, him. and and was a baller uh, there at at um, Ohio State, and and built like a brick. You know what? I mean, the guy had muscles everywhere, yeah, and looked like Tarzan, played like Jane. There you have it. Zero sacks. Wow. And then the Hall of Fame did our boy Morton Anderson dirty. Oh, that's just wrong. In this was actually from the the gold jacket ceremony, I believe, on Friday night. But there is a little video mm-hmm. intro for each player. Mm-hmm. And um, not only did they have the wrong player, they had the wrong country. They had the wrong everything. They put up a picture <laughs> of a soccer team and like highlighted a dude's head and said, "Here's Morton, as a soccer player." <laughs> A Norwegian soccer yeah, player, but, and he's from Denmark. So, of course, all these crazy people whose names like Matthias Skolgenberg are <laughs> tweeting like, that's not a Nor-, like all, all these crazy Scandinavian guys on Twitter. Like, Did, did our boys, did they tweet? Or I guess we had to do the American football over in, in, in Norway. Is it Norway or Finland? Finland. See, even I screwed it up. It's close enough. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of the same place. <laughs> but the NFL puts this whole thing together, how he was, you know, a soccer player and was switched to football, and now, boom, here he is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and I don't even know if he's touched a soccer ball, but he certainly was not on, he was not the guy in the picture. Right. And the picture is of the Norwegian national team, 
And Maury Anderson is from, I was going to say he's from Denmark. Danland. He's from <laughs> Denmark. I mean, who's, go. who's in charge of these Way things? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're our boys. Way to go, NFL. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I got to do something like this next year when I voice the Geo and Jones draft special capsules. I'm just going to put like three incorrect facts randomly in a player's bio and can play who actually notices them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had 200 sacks. Was a spear fisher until he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Well, Bogus said it, so. <laughs> That's the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to be a shaman. <laughs> And then one day, someone walked in and said, you're kind of big to be a shaman. Have you tried football? And now he's in the Hall of Fame. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Some silliness from an NFL player and a former NFL coach, plus Mike Leach and a bra. Next on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question to us at at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your questions before your travels begin prepare for summer road trips visit o'reilly auto parts for simple preventable maintenance that will ensure a safe journey during the summer months ahead o'reilly auto parts better parts better prices every day it's bogus in for geo alongside brian jones mikey b pdb brad heller charles davis joins the fun in our number three uh, let us tackle right now the two latest attempts to compare NFL and college football. The first comes from uh, Washington rookie Ryan Anderson, he of Alabama fame, who has now decided that NFL practices are easier than what Nick Saban did uh, to the tide down in Tuscaloosa, which is probably true because they have all of the rules in the NFL to cut back on work right. and contact and tackling. So, I'm not really sure that this means anything. Uh, no, because we've seen these changes, and they were starting to transition to a different practice uh, ideology when I was still in the league many, many moons ago. And so we didn't go back-to-back pad practices, uh, and, and you would have a two-a-day practice. Then the next day you'd probably just have one practice. Uh, you'd, probably go, you'd go out in the, in the morning just in, in shorts. So essentially it was a walkthrough. You know, you're still running around. So, well, yes, the league has become more proactive as far as dealing with, with the pad practice. Even at the NCAA level, they've limited the number of days you're in pads as well. Uh, and at the pro level, it's a longer haul. I mean, you got those 16 games, which you could argue Alabama, they're playing 15 games a year. You got your 12 uh, during the regular season. Then you have your conference championship game. So we're looking at 13. And then you've got the two playoff games if you are to get – a victory in that first uh, playoff game. So, uh, you know, they, they essentially are playing a, a pro schedule, even though you have a lot of time in between from the conference championship game to the playoffs at the college level. So uh, he is correct uh, that they are not as tough as, a, a, say, a, a Nick Saban 
practice. But he did go on to say, uh, I ain't taking no reps against freshmen <laughs> that just coming in from high school. I think that's a sentence. I ain't taking no reps against no freshmen that just coming in from high school. All these guys are good, and they've got families to feed, so you're going to have to go out there and play hard every play. You know, just try to get your foot in the door. That's what he said and how he said it. So that's how I read it. Uh, so he, he is correct. It's a different animal once you get to the, 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 the pro ranks because he's a grown man who are trying to continue their livelihood. Uh, but uh, he will see that it, it's a long, arduous task, uh, these NFL seasons, and mentally uh, taxing. But that's something they do at Alabama. And if there's one question I lament not asking Coach Saban when we had him on. You didn't. Those, you left for, a question out? For those good 20 minutes. Mm. Uh, uh, it was about the changes in, in the practice habits or, or the practice rules that the NCAA uh, has identified. And, 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 uh, and, and you know, how does he go about or has he changed uh, his methodology as far as practice uh, because of these new rules and, and, the, and the limiting of the pad practices? And then Greg Schiano, who's now running the Ohio State defense, thinks his current Buckeye core of defensive linemen is better than the one he had when he was the head coach of the professional Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2012 and 13. That group uh, included McCoy, Bennett, and Adrian Claiborne. I, 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 I don't know. But I, Greg Schiano's a smart guy, I thought, at least mm-hmm. when it comes to football. I, I just I don't understand why anyone keeps making these comparisons from college and NFL. I can't imagine any... And now Tyquan Lewis can play, and Sam Hubbard can play. I love and, me some and, Sam Hubbard. And Nick Bosa can play. Yeah. But, and they might all be pros one day, but why, why even say things like this? I love me some Sam Hubbard. That cat can, number six, he can get off that edge. 18 tackles for loss the last couple of years. Needs uh, an uptick in, in the sack numbers. Uh, you, you're right. Uh, Adrian Claiborne coming out of Iowa, oh, hell of a player. Uh, you, you got Gerald McCoy uh, coming out of Oklahoma, another excellent player coming out of out of uh, college, and has played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, has he been that perennial All Pro that uh, you would like? Probably not. But uh, those were some damn good players. And Michael Bennett, really? Um, yeah, that that's a hell of a statement for him to make. And let's see how they play going into this year. Uh, and and with all those guys coming back, this could be a formidable bunch. Uh, that secondary. Well, he was just talking specifically about the the D line, right? But the secondary, three first round picks they lose out of that secondary. But we know that Urban Meyer recruits damn well, so they'll plug in some other four and five stars. But defensive line, uh, I think the jury's going to still be out. A lot of potential there, but Hubbard's been doing it the last couple of years. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Grab a line. Still trying to figure out just how better, if at all, the Miami Dolphins are with Jake Cutler under center instead of Ryan Tannehill, uh, mentioned Mike Leach a second ago, uh, sharing a story over the weekend how he was asked to sign. A, did he say huge, humongous <laughs> bra? Um, I, that guy huge. Just, that guy just lives. And I guess Gigantic the, the, is what he said. The woman who gave up the bra was right there as her son presented it to him to have signed. That's a very open family. Yeah, I mean. Hey, 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 hey son, give this to the coach for him to sign. Yeah. What, no, Ma? No thanks, Mom. Napkin? Handkerchief? Why? Oh, I just cut my hands off, Mom. Can't do it. Sorry. And the dude, was, this was an older child. I think he was, uh, Coach Lee said he was in his 20s or 30s, and, and Mama's handing her son yeah, a bra. Yeah, nothing's good about that. 
Yeah, that's creepy. Nothing is good about that. Mm. There's two hours left of Gio and Jones on this Monday morning. Uh, shortly, or relatively shortly after, we are done on most of these stations here. Tiki and Tierney, listen to our good friends this afternoon for your chance to win tickets to see Guns and Roses exclusively right here on CBS Sports Radio. Before that, we'll get to LeBron. The dude is crazy. The Clippers make a change on their organizational depth chart, and Phil Jackson also crazy. Plus, your phone calls at 855-212-4CBS. And Charles Davis in Hour 3 right here on Geo and Jones. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.